Welcome to the Illuminate Business Advisors podcast. This is designed for anyone who hires, trains, leads a team, or all of the above. If you're a business owner or team leader, you're in the right place. If you aren't subscribed to our podcast, please do so at iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Thank you for being here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, this is Richard Dvorak, Managing Partner with Illuminate Business Advisors. Thank you for listening today. And the topic that I'm going to discuss is, do you have a bad employee or is it a leadership failure? And I ask that question because a lot of times when I work with people, some of our clients will be talking about their teams and their systems and their employees. And and they might say something to the effect of, look, I just don't have the right team members. I need the right people to execute on the vision. And sometimes that's the case. I mean, sometimes we as business owners and leaders just have have the wrong employees. I mean, sometimes you just know it. They have a bad attitude. Um, They don't have the right intellectual capacity or skills for the job. They've got a bad work ethic. And those things are, are very apparent in many cases. So sometimes you can just have a bad apple. But a lot of times I see... I see leadership failures in the sense that we don't know as much as we think we know about the people around us. So let me give you an example. Sometimes you get somebody that's really smart and has the right experience, and they even have a good attitude. And I don't know if you've had this experience. I have, but they quit your organization, or they just don't perform like you expected them to. And you wonder, when they leave, you wonder, what what happened? I mean, they were smart. They had a good attitude. We actually had a good relationship. We got along well. But what happened? And there's something that I figured out after being in business for about 20 years. And there's a missing component that many leaders and many business owners never measure for, and that's called conation. So if you've listened to my podcast before, you know what conation is, but it's it's someone's instinctive strengths. It's how they take action when given freedom to be themselves. And that may sound a little little vague, like what, how do you even measure that, Richard? What's, what, what does that mean? Well, let me tell you how to measure that. And the three components are the three things I think we need to know about every employee or every team member that we work with before we can say we've done everything as a leader to set them up for success. So there's three parts of the mind. There's what people know, what they feel, and how they take action. So we can measure intelligence very easily. There's standardized tests, you know, SAT, ACT. And there's different assessments out there that can measure verbal reading ability, writing, all of these things. We can measure for intelligence. And, and if you're hiring for a specific company, let's say a manufacturing engineering company, and you need engineers, you can look at the resume and know if they have the right types of experience. So that's pretty easy to figure out. Secondly, do they have the right attitude? You can measure for that through things like, I mean, not for attitude, but preferences. Do they have the right strengths? You can use Strengths Finder. You can use DISC assessment. You can look at Myers-Briggs to figure out is somebody an introvert or an extrovert. So the one I like to use a lot is Strengths Finder. I like DISC too, but Strengths Finder to me tells me what somebody prefers to do. So for example, I've got somebody on my team, four of her top five strengths are in the relationship category. So if I were to stick her in a cubicle, not talking to anybody all week and working on systems and processes, that would not be a good fit for her. I know she would likely not thrive in that environment. So that's very important for me to understand. 
So if you have somebody that's you're asking your organization to make outbound calls and reach out to clients and they don't have those relationship strengths, they may not enjoy that. They may not like that and it may not set them up to thrive. And I have had that with one of our clients. They found out, okay, this person is very analytic, process oriented, but they're not high on the relationship strengths. And so they shifted the person's role. And I remember this client saying, who is this, this woman who's worked with us for years? She's, she's like blossoming right now. She's blooming, I think, were the words they used. And it's because she didn't really want to follow up with clients and accounts and do all of these things. And once they took that off of her plate, she stepped up in the areas that she did prefer working in, the areas that were strengths for her. But the last thing that I haven't seen people measure for much is conation. And we use a tool that's that's scientifically validated. It's actually EEOC compliant. So you can use it in hiring and you can use it in screening for people, or you can use it in, you know, for people you already have in your organization. And that's called the Colby Index. And Colby, K-O-L-B-E, that is, Colby.com. They have a lot of different tools that you can use. But the Colby A index is their most popular, and that's the one that can measure somebody's cognitive strength. So in about 20 minutes, someone could take this, and a certified Colby consultant like myself or somebody on our team could sit down with you and really help you understand what yours or team members' instinctive strengths are. Now, you could just look at the report, too, and and it's very intuitive, and you can read it, but it always helps to have an expert walk through it with you. But... Here's my point. So I said there's three things we need to know about our employees or our team members or about ourselves to set people up for success. One is, are they smart enough? Do they have the right intelligence? Do they have the right experience? We can figure that out pretty easily. Secondly, do they have the right strength and attitude? So they, you know, if I look at their strengths finder, if I look at DISC, am I really positioning them in in activities and areas where they like to take action? the areas where they like to play in. And then the third thing is, is how do they take action? So if you give me somebody with a certain level of intelligence and experience and certain strengths, and I can know how they're likely to take action, then the way I lead them is is very specific to that person's strengths. And if I know all three of those things, and as a leader, if I'm in touch with those and in tune with those, and then I, I lead that way and I position the team you know, for a way that maximizes their strengths, then I'm setting them, them up for success. Now, if they don't work out, if I'm an employee that still doesn't work out, then I can look at myself and go, you know, this wasn't necessarily a leadership failure. I did what I think everything I could to set them up for success. Now, you can still be a bad leader, right? You can have bad interpersonal skills. But what I'm talking about is just really understanding your employees and trying to lead them in a way that suits them best. Now, you can do all of these things and somebody still is a bad apple. You know, they can have a bad attitude and, you know, who knows where that comes from. Let me give you an example. I had somebody that, uh, one of their team members, they were hiring somebody. So we screened them for their cognitive strengths. And this person had experience in the industry. And one day they found her sleeping under her desk. Okay. And it wasn't on lunchtime. So it wasn't okay. I'm not sure sleeping under the desk is ever okay, but she was sleeping under the desk. Now, I don't know if she had a medical condition, but this person proved out to be somewhat lazy. They didn't have a very strong work ethic. So you can measure for intelligence and experience and conation, and sometimes you're just going to get a bad apple. But in most cases, people aren't going to sleep under their desk. So here's my takeaways. Here's my to-dos. First, you have to measure for cognitive strengths. I've given you a way to do that. 
And then as a leader, you, you can ask yourself, well, am I doing everything possible to play to this person's cognitive strengths? Am I leading in a way? Am I communicating? Am I you know, assigning tasks and delegating in a way that it sets up to their strengths. And if you are, then you can know you're maximizing your chances of success. So for more information on on how to do this with your employees or, or even on yourself to start, check us out at our website, illuminateba.com, and we'd be happy to talk with you. So thanks for listening to the podcast today. Thank you for listening to the Illuminate Business Advisors podcast. Please subscribe so you can get updated episodes at iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. If you are already subscribed, please leave us a rating to let us know how we are doing, but only if the content was worth a five. If not, please check out our episode library and find one that you would give a five rating. You can find more information about our company at illuminateba.com. Thanks again for listening, and here's to your success.